0: This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 158, and the quote of the day is, Plan like you will live forever. Live like you will die tomorrow. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Rafini here with another session of the Drummers Resource Podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. Uh, I'm currently in LA right now. I don't have like my full studio set up and all that stuff, so it the sound may be a little crazy. So I apologize uh, about that. So if this is the first time listening. The audio isn't always like this. Uh, it sounds a little—it sounds a little wonky because, like I said, I'm on the road. I don't have my studio set up, and I'm just sort of using this little, uh, this little earbud microphone kind of thing that I got going on. Uh, so, I hope it's not—I hope it's not too rough, and uh, hopefully, my man Justin is going to be able to fix some of this audio so you're not hearing this too horribly. Uh, and but there's something this the topic that I want to talk about today is is super super important and speaking of things that are super important um I know that we talk about practice a lot on the podcast and about effective practice and and better ways to practice and my man Nate over at the 8020 drummer has really figured out scientifically like how drummers practice and how they practice differently so somebody like Calvin Rogers or or Mark Juliana, how they practice differently than most people. And the cool thing is if you go to the 8020drummer.com forward slash drummer's resource, he's going to hook you up with some videos that he made specifically for the podcast listeners uh, to help you get better practice or or, or, uh, practice more effectively, I should say. So head over to the 8020drummer.com forward slash drummer's resource to get those free videos. I want to get into this topic, and it's something that that I talk about a lot—not um, a lot on the podcast, but I talk about it a lot in with industry friends and also with just people who, um, you know, friends of mine or, or people who who know what I do for a living and, and the industry that I work in. And there's something to be said about about being a touring musician, about being a studio musician, about doing all of those things, but. The one thing that I think a lot of people sort of don't think about is the long-term strategy of, of what they're doing. And that's sort of what I want to talk about now. And the topic of this, life after music. And when I, when I say life after music, I'm not necessarily saying that you're going to stop playing music one day, but I think that a lot of people who are on tour and are making good money playing think that it's going to last forever and unfortunately the reality of the situation is Music is cyclical and there's trends and there's fads and things like that. So, I mean, you've seen it with an artist who is huge and then they're gone. And then, you know, so you may have a gig touring with a huge artist, but that may not last forever. It probably is not going to last forever. And you'll notice that a lot of these guys who are doing major tours or even smaller tours um, have their hands in different things because they know that it's not going to last forever and they need to have income coming in after they're not on the road with this huge artist or after, you know, after the, the recording sessions have started to dry up. And there's a lot of people, you know, who were making a ton of money doing tour or doing session work, excuse me, who have seen it dry up and are sort of wondering what they're going to do for, for income. So the, the way that I, I'm looking at this, uh, that I look at everything, uh, you know, the reason why I started Drummer's Resource, the reason why I have my hands in other businesses is because I love playing music. I love drumming. I love everything about drumming, and I love everything about, you know, touring and I, and recording and all of that stuff, but for me, there's, there it gets to a situation, or it gets to a point where I don't necessarily always want to go out on the road because I need the money. I don't always want to do this recording session or do this gig because just because I need the money. So I wanted to put myself in a position to where I didn't have to say yes all the time. And a lot of times some great opportunities come up and I say yes. And a lot of times some not so great opportunities come up that I say no to, but if I weren't in the situation to say no, I would have to say yes because I have bills to pay and I have a mortgage to pay and I have mouths to feed and things like that um, i don't uh, specifically have mouths to feed but but i don't I would never want to be in a situation to where I had to say yes to something that I didn't want to just because I needed the money so the the What I want you to think about moving forward is looking at everything that you're doing as a business and thinking about long term because if you're if you're 18 19 20 25 30 and you're touring and unless you're a member of a band and we'll talk about that in a minute but if you're if you're a sideman then at some point you know you're an employee and that employment stops and then no more money comes in and there are very few people who are touring at you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. Yes, there's a handful of people that are doing that. But there's those people are fewer and farther between because they have families at home. They don't want to go on the road and things like that. And unfortunately, a lot of these guys that think that that money is going to last forever or that lifestyle is going to last forever or, you know, or the tours are going to last forever are sadly mistaken and find themselves in financial difficulty and Coincidentally, I'm I'm here in LA staying with a buddy of mine who is a sports and entertainment lawyer and we were just talking about this yesterday about how athletes, I forget what the number is, but the percentage of athletes who, you know, three years after they've stopped playing are broke because they get used to the lifestyle. They don't understand that the money is going to stop coming in. And it's a totally different ball game, you know, signing a a $50 million contract and getting a gig to play, you know, on some big pop gig. Uh, But the money is good on, on these big pop gigs, or, you know, on big gigs. And, and I've seen it happen time and time again, where people think that that money is going to last forever. The tour is going to last forever. They're never going to run out of that money. And sadly it does happen. So, you know the two the two types of people or the two types of drummers that you could be, you could be a sideman or you could be a member of the band. So the difference between if you're a sideman in a big in a big pop band, uh, you know, just I don't, whoever, uh, you know John Mayer, okay, if you play drums for John Mayer, then you get X amount of money. For being on the road, when you come home, he may or may not keep you on a retainer, meaning he'll pay you while you guys are not on the road. Um, so to make sure that you don't go out with somebody else. and it's a it's a discounted rate. Sometimes it's full rate. most of the times it's discounted rate. But then when you go back out on the road, you get your you get your uh, your money again and or if you're but if you're a member of the band, say you're the drummer of Kings of Leon, he is. he's in the band. He's part of that business. So Kings of Leon are a business, and he is part owner in that business. So there's no different than if you have a job at a restaurant and you're a cook at a restaurant. If you don't work there anymore, then you don't get paid. But if you own the restaurant and you're not there working every day, you're still going to get money because you own part of the restaurant. So now the chances of you being in a band that – goes on tour that, you know, that quote unquote makes it and provide you with enough income for years and years and years to live off of are slim. Can it happen? Absolutely. Does it happen? Absolutely. But there's a lot of luck that goes into that. And rather than relying on luck to, to be successful in the future, I like having control and being in control of my destiny. So I want to take a quick pause to thank the sponsors, but then I want to get into some some tips and tricks and talk a little bit more about setting yourself up to to be successful and have what you know sort of mailbox money and and revenue coming in later on down the road uh, rather than having to rely heavily on touring and things like that. Now I know if you're anything like me, you hate spending money on symbols because they're so expensive. But the good thing is with dream symbols, you can save some money on your symbols. If you bring your old cracked symbols into your local participating dealer, here's how any symbol that's cracked, broken, beat up, bent, bring into the store. And for each inch, they'll give you a dollar off of your symbol. If you have two 20-inch symbols that are cracked and broken, bring them into your participating retailer, and they'll give you $40 off of a new symbol. Dream symbol or gong, which is really cool because then they take the metal, they melt them down, and then they use them to make their crotales and things like that. So a really cool idea. It saves you some bread. It's a recycling thing, which is even better. Um, and you know, it's just it's it's a win-win for everybody. So for more information, head over to Dreamsymbols.com to learn all about the recycling program and all the neat symbols and gongs and things like that that you can check out. Dreamsymbols.com. Check it out. And now let's get back into. To this session. All right, so we sort of covered a little bit about, you know, the difference between being a sideman versus being someone who owns the band or someone who is a member of the band, a member of that business, so that, so that revenue and royalties and things like that continue to come in. So let's think about now, or let's talk about now a little bit of how you can set yourself apart and how you can create a business around doing things music related. So the, what I did was I realized that I, I really enjoy podcasting. I really enjoy, I really love talking. I love talking about uh drumming I love I love business and things like that so I f- I figured okay let me try to put these two together because that's my natural talent that I have so I encourage you to one okay what look at what are some things that you do better than other people what are some things that 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 you see yourself um, as, you know, sort of a, a, a naturally talented person in a specific area. Let me give you an example. Like for me, talking comes really natural to me. So I naturally went towards towards podcasting. If you're a writer, I suggest you write. If you're really good at video, I suggest that you do video. And Uh, You know, if, if you're a combination of them, then I suggest doing a combination of them. But also, there's other things that you could do. Like if you look at somebody like Mike Johnston, he is a great teacher. That is something that he is naturally good at that he can tie in to playing music. So now... Every single person is different, so when you're looking at somebody like Mike Johnston and you realize, "Oh well mike johnston's making money doing this, I should do that that just because they're making money doing it, and just because you know you would like to do that sort of thing, look in the mirror and ask yourself if that's really what where your strengths are and if that's really what your talents are it's because if you're not a good teacher I don't suggest going into online teaching like Mike is a born teacher and that's why he is successful at it with me podcasting doesn't seem like a chore to me it's something that I love to do and I'm going to do it forever and even if it's not about drumming I'm going to do it forever so that is something that you know I thought long and hard about like hmm okay I can put these two things together. And everybody has their things. Everyone has their niche. Everyone has their, their certain talents that are different from other people's. So you want to think of ways that you can really separate yourself from other people and just say, Hey, this is my thing. This is what I do. And I do it really well for me. You've heard me mention times before that I don't teach lessons because I'm not, I'm not a good teacher. I don't think that I'm a good teacher in a one-on-one drum lesson, uh, uh, Situation. So but like large masterclass and things like that. Yeah, I think I'm good at I think I can I can relay messages to people and I can teach people but just not in that that one on one really, really micro environment. So here's a little exercise that you can do start writing down some things, one that you think you're good at, two things that you think that you could do forever. Like I said, for me, I could podcast forever. And another thing, if you want to go the route of, you know, writing or podcasting or video or things like that, write down 50 topics that you could really, really talk about. Right. Um, Now, if you think, okay, I don't want to go the, the that word. I don't want to do the writing and, and podcasting of video. Okay, let's talk about something else that you may be good at. You may be a really, really good engineer. You may be really good at creating drum tracks from your house. You may be really good at mixing or, or, or editing or, or things like that. So what happens if you, what if you carve out a niche as the guy who, Mixes drums really well, or you're the guy who can do sound recreation really, really well, and you're the number one guy that does that, or girl that does that, you know, like so figuring out what you're good at and then focusing on that strength, and then going out to sort of try to create more, more long tail money off of that. Um, so I've seen so many people do that sort of thing, uh, with Mike, with me, with, with, I know guys that are, that are just, uh, just blues and jazz recording guys, literally like this guy's an engineer and that's all he does. And he's the best at it. So he records everybody because everybody goes to that person because he's an authority there. He is, you know, he's the man in that space, so to speak. So, thinking about ways that that like i said you can set yourself apart and things that you, that really are are in your wheelhouse and i think too many times, people try to lie to themselves and say, "Well, I'm really good at this," or, or "I think I can do this really, really well." But if you're not naturally gravitating that way, and you're not already sort of naturally doing that sort of thing, chances are it's either not as interesting as you want it to be, or you think it is in your head because you get romantic about it and say, "Oh man, yeah, I'd love to." You know, I'm I'm really I'm really this person. If you're not that person, then don't be that person. You know, for me, I'm not I'm not a guy who. Wants to tour until I'm um, 60. Is there anything wrong with touring until you're 60? Absolutely not. It's just not for me. I don't want to do that. So, and it's for every you know for everyone to to figure out. But at wherever you're uh, wherever you are in your career, I want you to always remember that there there should be some other source of revenue that's coming in long term, so that you're not solely just relying on. You know, gigging, touring, things like that, because those things are so, so up and down and and, and it's like a roller coaster trying to, you know, if you want to ride that wave all the time, that's fine. And you know what? Some people are are cut out for that. Some people are like, I get off one bus and get onto the next bus and I get off one bus and get onto the next bus and that's just their life. And they're cool with that because, you know, one, that's what, they're, that's what they're good at. That's what their strengths are. That's what they're getting hired for, um, you know. And see, and if you audit yourself, you'll know what you're good at and what you're not. What do people call you for? What are you naturally gravitating towards? What are you, you know, spending more, more time doing at night when you, when you jump on the computer and you're looking up stuff? What are you looking up? Are you know are you are you looking up things about touring or are you looking about things about engineering or are you looking about looking at things about managing bands or or things like that so go to where you're naturally going already and i think you're halfway there and then just being real with yourself and sort of auditing yourself and you know write down some things what do you what do you want? What's your long-term vision? What do you, are you okay with being on the road all the time? Are you not okay with that? Do you want a family? Do you want a house? Do you want, you know, a beach house or whatever it is, whatever you want out of, out of your life, then you sort of have to just reverse engineer that into the things that you're going to do on a day-to-day basis. Now, what I don't, what I don't want this to sound like is, okay, you can only play music for a certain amount of time and then you have to do something else that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that the music industry as a whole is very fickle and think trends go up and down and in and out so i want you to prepare yourself for any of those bumps in the road to make sure that 15 years down the road your gig your touring work your serious touring work hasn't you know hasn't dried up and you're sitting there wondering how you're going to pay your rent or your mortgage or put food on the table and things like that. And I've seen it happen time and time and time again. And I want people to avoid that situation. Now, some of you may say, hey, that's never me. I got my day gig and I'm going to just play on the weekends and I love playing and I'm just going to, that's going to be my thing. You know what? That's totally cool. Then I respect that. And I, I love that you're doing that and you're happy with it. That's awesome. And there's other people that say, I never want to have a day gig, and all I want to do is play music, and, and I, I, I'm i going to make it work, and I'm going to figure all that out. And you know what? I think that's awesome as well, and I respect you for that. That situation, though, I think takes a little bit more planning if you want to stay in music for the rest of your life. So I want you to really take some inventory, some self-inventory of what you want how you're going to get it reverse engineer it and because in reality the the idea of saying well I'm just going to tour for the rest of my life the the number of people who are actually doing that are are very few and far between. So you may, you know, you may want to get a job working at a drum company when you turn 40, or that may be your thing. I'm going to tour until I'm 40. Then I'm going to get a job playing in the drum, you know, or working at a, a, a drum manufacturer or something like that. Totally cool. And I'm not, I'm not pushing any of my ideas on anybody else. So I'm not saying where you should go and how you should do it. It's your life. You should do whatever makes you happy, but I want you to think, Long term, and like that quote said in the beginning, I want you to live, you know, like you're gonna live forever, but plan like you're never gonna die to make sure that you don't find yourself in a st- sticky situation 10, 15, 20 years from now. So, think about that. And if you guys have any questions about it or want to talk to me, I welcome any any conversation on this. And I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of feedback and a lot of uh, opinions on this. And I welcome that. So if you have anything to add to this conversation, please comment, shoot me an email, leave some messages, go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 158. And you can, you know, you can leave some comments or leave some comments on social and all of that fun stuff. So I hope you dug this. And until the next podcast, thanks so much for listening. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.